talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain, you know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am, it's me, talking about something. So, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today, but I got this beautiful woman sitting across from me. And uh, she's going to help me out today. I was actually inspired. Um, my friend Chris, who does the podcast also, um, the co-parenting roller coaster, go check it out. And uh, he had his wife on, and I'm like, I'm going to do that too. I thought, that, how awesome would that be? So I have my wife on today. And uh, before I forget, make sure to go to YouTube. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, go and uh, click on the, the little stuff under there, the like button, the subscribe button. My wife's laughing at me while I do this. <laughs> the subscribe button and make sure to ring that bell because that way you get information whenever I pop up. <laughs> so let me introduce my wife. This is my wife. Uh, her name is Brandy. And I'm pretty sure she has the same last name as me because we're old school. Yep. <laughs> okay. So this is my wife, Brandy. We actually have been married for 30 years. So we've actually been married for 30 years. So if you've been watching and you think I'm a little weird, she's had to put up with that for the past 30 years. And uh, so, so we're just going to have a little conversation today. I'm going to turn this music down a little bit in the background. Is that, is that better for you? All right, so so we're just going to have a little conversation today. Um, I posted on Facebook that um, we've overcome so much stuff, you know, and uh, and that we are actually tag team champions, baby. Yep. And you can't go wrong when, when you come together as one flesh and actually become champions through the stuff that we've actually had to go through in life, you know. And uh, so I'm going to actually open up and just say... Um, how have you put up with me for the past 30 years? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, Get closer. I can't close mic. He's teaching me mic etiquette while we're doing the podcast. So, um, things like that, actually. Um, I learn from you. You make me laugh. Um, when things become annoying, I remember I love you and you make me laugh. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit all that out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. So that's it. I, just, I make you laugh, and that's and that's how the world goes around? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much how it works. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, have a verse because that's the way this works, okay? Yep. So therefore, this is Genesis 2.24, and this is actually what we based our marriage on, really, is in the long run. Because like I say, when we first started out, we, things weren't the best. About halfway through, things weren't the best, and we turned it all around and uh, started doing stuff for God yep. and started to see great things happen in our marriage because of this. So it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So what does that mean to you, not just in our marriage, but the, the coming together as one flesh as a married couple and what you would think? that means personally to you and what God's given you in that verse? Well, I think everything. So all aspects of your life. It doesn't change your personality. I am definitely still me. He is definitely still him. We are not the same in our personalities, but everything we do is one. And I think that when we got to that point, that was, that's what made our marriage strong. Um, we did some things right off the bat that we did by accident because it was just what we did. 
um, and found out it was right. So that was good. I mean, our, our finances are always been together. Um, our decisions on disciplining the children, it's like, no, you can't go ask dad something and then come ask me and try and get a different answer. No, that has to be the same. So your parenting, your finances, your outlook on the world what you want to achieve as a couple where you want to live where you want to be on vacation all of those things you have to come together in that and be one mind in that okay that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well no no i think that's that's perfect because that's 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 really what we did i think we actually came together and and like you said on accident um <laughs> Just so you know, um, we, we, we actually got married very young. Um, I was um, 19 years old, and my and Brandy oh, over here 17. was 17, and we already had a bun in the oven, right, <laughs> yes. before we actually got married. So we were not biblically correct in our in our marriage, if you want to look at it from that point of view, you know, but that's... Uh, that's what was going on, you know, I mean, how else do we put it? So we had to actually, we had no future. We had no plans. My, my wife's always wanted to be a teacher and uh, yeah. I, I, probably from the day she was conceived. <laughs> Maybe not that early. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's something that she, she always had a desire to do something and I really had no desire to do anything. And backpack around Europe. I yeah, back. In, no, in not, back I don't fly, so I wasn't backpacking around Europe <laughs> anywhere. States. The United. Yeah. I, was gonna, I wanted to take a Volkswagen bus across the United States. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> so, so we really started out with really no plan, and the one decision that we made together out the gate was what? We are not going to get divorced right we were both very stubborn we were very stubborn <laughs> and she said divorce I, I don't want and i said i don't want to be a statistic yep <laughs> i didn't i did not want to be that statistical teenage marriage broke up after a year and deadbeat dad and all that stuff yep. no, i wanted to step happening. up and take care of my child right and then we couldn't afford cable and had three more <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Back to back. Well, actually, we had two more back to back, and then we waited six years to have our fourth one. So we have four daughters floating around out there, and uh, and I think. Do you think we did a good job raising those four daughters? I think so. They're they're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. They're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so so at the beginning, the first three years. So statistically, the first three to five years is the hardest part of marriage. Okay, so if you read books and do all that kind of stuff, the first three years is the hardest part of marriage. So I have to apologize for some of the audio. We're kind of set up a little bit different today. Sorry. So this is new. <laughs> so <laughs> so now I know we started out rough. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to kind of go in that direction for just a minute. Okay? Oh, okay. So we were dating, right? Yes. And when we found out you were pregnant, we were in jail or a holding tank. Yes. Right? So we were in a holding, well, we didn't find out then, but we were in a holding tank because your parents didn't like me so much. So <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. <laughs> so we started out on a pretty rough note. It, does that, do you remember that? I okay. remember yeah. that. So, so we had some issues out the gate without going into details. We had some issues out the gate. And then, you know, so we really had to learn who each other were and was and deal with a lot of stuff that was going around on the outside yeah. Of what we were and basically had to create our own little bubble, right? Oh, yeah. So so what that in, in that first three to five years, what, what, what kept us together? I think clinging 
to each other. Like, because of all the stuff going on outside, it was, you're it. This is it. We we need each other, if that makes sense. That makes sense, I think. <laughs> and, well, and, and we, and I had just got saved. Yes. So, I mean, I wasn't the best Christian on earth at that point, but. We also had that connection. Would you would yeah. you say that? Would yes, you say that? definitely church. We jumped. We were at church every time the doors were open. Yeah. So I think I think that was a big, and even our, the church people didn't really think that we were going to make it, did they? No. No. <laughs> we were we, we were told by multitudes of people Many that this people. marriage was not going to last. Yep. You're, you're too young. You 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 can't you can't take care of kids. You're, you're, you don't know what you're doing. So on and so forth, and this that and the other thing. And this actually, and you know, this, and some of that actually came from the church mm-hmm. in general i'm not gonna say what church but we it came from the mm-hmm. church well you're too young you shouldn't be getting married you shouldn't be doing this and you should you know we were more put down for it and uh, i actually remember a guy showed up at our church not too long ago when we were at the when we were still doing youth and he showed up for sunday morning service he goes i remember when you guys were running around all pretending like you're in love i said yeah we've been married like 20 years now you know <laughs> oh oh <laughs> you're still that cracked me up. so so talking about having having jesus is part of our connection that, that that growth now like i said i wasn't the best christian during the first five ten years of marriage i was still learning i didn't understand stuff and you know i was not too great so i want to read this verse um this is ecclesiastes 4 9 through 12 and she said, you just said that, you know, you clung to me and I clung to you. We actually had to hang on to each other in order to make it. Yes. So, and it says two are, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Is that true in our marriage? Oh, definitely. <laughs> but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together... They will keep warm. <laughs> you always That's, have to say it with that little hint. When we lie down together, it's warm, <laughs> baby. <laughs> right? So, where was I? But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And that's a lower HM, so I'm going to consume, I'm going to, the enemy, right? The devil. Yep. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So when you take that the the two chord and then turn it into the three chord, who's the third chord? Jesus. And so that was a big connection. And oh, yeah. without that, I think we would probably have. We would not be where we're at. We would be a we would be a statistic. Yeah. Right. We would have just fallen right into the wiles of the devil. <laughs> and now he's the, the old-fashioned <laughs> Right on. So fast forward, say 10, 15 years. We had to figure out a lot of stuff about each other. Yes, right. We did. So, so in the process of that, what do you what, what what do you think was kind of the toughest parts to figure out about us? I think we had gotten away from the church, so I know that that was a big deal. Losing that, I think, caused a lot of problems. We were away from family. We were away from all kinds of support. Well, that's when we moved to Santa Fe. When we went to Santa yeah, Fe. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, we both kind of just did our own thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 uh, that was probably about seven years in 1997 when we moved to Santa Fe. We moved, so, so we lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico for four, for about four years. 
and my mom was out there. So we did have family out there. But uh, it wasn't the same. We didn't have friends. We didn't have any. So we had to re- really regrow connections and things like that. And I went sideways. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what you yeah. did. You just everything up. I didn't say that. <laughs> so I kind of went. I kind of went sideways. And when the husband goes sideways, and the wife is still at home taking care of kids and doing that kind of stuff. Not everything happens properly in the way marriages should be, right? Yes. So we had to, later on, after we moved back to California, what's funny is we moved back to California and we actually started, that's when we started ministry. Yep. So in 2001, we started youth ministry and that really kind of forced us to really know each other even better. And by then that was about 11 years, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, so that forced us into a better relationship with Christ because I started going to Bible school and you started going to Bible school right after I started going to Bible school and we did all that. And so I was informed of some information during that time that we lived in Santa Fe and the devil really tried to tear us apart. Yes. Would you say so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you think was the biggest thing of, of putting us back together? I think we, we realized, okay, we have a calling. We're going somewhere. We have a purpose in a direction and the devil's ticked and so he's going to use whatever from our past or whatever from our present and we realized that and decided our marriage was more important and our calling was more important and we worked through it yeah i would, I would definitely say that and forgiveness was a big key in there yes you know um there was a lot that was a big key especially on my side and i apologize you know but you know, there was a lot of forgiveness had to happen and we had to stay in ministry and really start focusing on what God had for us to do as a team. Yes. And, you know, if you watch wrestling, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to break the ice here a little bit. I got a little deep there for a minute there. And uh, so if you watch wrestling, you watch tag team wrestling, you know, one guy's in there getting beat up and then he reaches out and tags the other guy and then they come in and they get beat up for a little while. And then, then they have this thing called the hot tag. And that's when the, the, the baby face is getting beat down just to a pulp and he's, he's reaching over to the rope and he can't quite get to the, he's reaching over for the other hand. And that was kind of that situation. And, and we made the hot tag, boom. And we let God take over our lives. And we made the hot tag to that third chord. Was, would you say that? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we made the hot tag. Jesus comes in and starts walloping up on all kinds of stuff. Now, we had all kinds of financial issues during that time. We had all kinds of stuff during that time. We were, we were broke all the time, and, you know, we didn't really understand why. We're doing what God told us to do, but we weren't really giving him control. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah. And I, I think, think, I think we started to. Yeah, and I think that's when we started to say, we're just going to do what God wants us to do. And no matter what. No matter, no matter what. <laughs> um, Brandy got her degree. You ended up mm-hmm. getting her degree. She's teaching, doing all that. So that thing that was all the way back there at the beginning came to fruition. And that was definitely a team effort, you know, to, I had to take care of the kids. She was teaching, she was doing stuff online, going to school. And uh, I I had a a segment of time with no job, you know, and all of that financial situation, but it allowed us actually to get to a place where sometimes struggle brings breakthrough. Yes. 
Yeah, would you? <laughs> That's all right. We're we're almost done. So, okay. are, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Okay. So so now now we've gone through. We we went through youth ministry, and we we brought up a bunch of teenagers that we still still in contact with most of them today. Yes, they're yeah. married and have children. And uh, and I think whenever we post something about being married for a long time, we tend to see a lot of them go, yeah, that's so awesome. Because it's something that young people just don't see anymore. Yeah. So, like, statistically, something like 51% of all marriages fail. And the sad thing is 50% of Christian marriages fail. Yeah. It's the same statistic in the church. Yeah. And so when you look at that, you kind of go... What, are the, what what's wrong with that picture? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I believe it's, personally, it's the one flesh mm-hmm. and the three cords. So we have to come together as one. I know when whenever married people come, how did you do it? I tell I tell them, I give 100% of myself to my wife. And my I wife give gives. 100% to you. Yeah. So it's not 50-50, is it? No. Because then when somebody's not, not up to that 100%, having a bad day, whatever... Then you're not at 100% for your marriage. If you're both giving 100%, you're always at 100% at least. Yeah, so if you're struggling at that 80%. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few of those days lately. (laughs) And you've been there. I have to to come in and make that whole, right? And vice versa. So if I, you know, I've, I've gone through some physical issues with my body. And, you know, uh, my back and legs and, you know, dealing with uh, medical issues throughout my whole life. That's not that's not recent. It's just been a thing. Yeah. And uh, she's really been there. I never thought I would need somebody to put my pants on for me. You know, literally, you know. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. I, I will put your pants on. I prefer taking them off. Yes. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> It's okay to laugh. <laughs> All right. So he laughs a lot. <laughs> so, so so now we're now we're at we're literally at thirty years. Our oldest daughter will be thirty years old next year, right? Coming up here pretty soon, and uh, and then the ball starts rolling for all the other ones. So so we're this close. I, I, if you're listening, it's my fingers are really close together. <laughs> oh, if you're listening on audio, it's really close together. So we're this close to really truly being empty nested. Ooh. So that's the that's the next thing. That's the next thing. So do you think we have to relearn ourselves because we've had the identity of parents and and uh, for the past thirty years? I don't know. I think we've kind of gone in and out with you know the girls as teenagers. We really had we gave them a lot of independence because we trusted that we had taught them the right ways and so we would leave for a weekend and we knew my house was going to still be standing when we got back for the most part um so i think we do things together i mean when we have time you know (laughs) and we're not tired but like this weekend we're going out we're going away for the weekend I have absolutely no guilt <laughs> about leaving the house. Oh, okay. Well, well, the, the, I, I, I'm going to say it from this. We've been parents for 30 years. Yeah. So really don't have to be parents anymore to the sense of the word parents. All, all of our children are over True. 18. Yes, absolutely. So, so taking on that identity of the parent. Okay. 
and then adjusting it to um i'm now empty nested i don't you know i'm not in control of my child's life anymore mm -hmm. how does that feel I, it's definitely different but i think i think we're already there in that sense you know we hear their problems we want to help with their problems but we know they need to work it out on their own yeah so we give them advice when we can but we don't jump in and fix it for them and I think that that's what it's all about. That, we're that's not, really, now we're just there not, for support. It's not our job anymore. We did our part. Now you have now, to figure this cause, out. Because I think guys look at it differently. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my kids are gone. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I get a phone call is when they want some money. That, that, that's what my dad always said. You know, it's like, no news is no good news. news. Is good news. Yeah, that was, that was my dad. He said, no news is good news. If I don't hear from you, I know you're alive. You know, because if I hear from somebody that says you're dead, well, guess what? Well, that would definitely <laughs> that, be bad news. That would definitely be bad news. So, so transitioning into this next 30 years. Mm. Now, I know when we started out, we had all those typical issues, you know, toilet paper backwards, toothpaste crushing, sleeping with, trying to sleep with one blanket. Yes. And Don't sleep with one blanket. The key to a successful marriage. <laughs> Just throw that in there. <laughs> Have your own blankets. <laughs> That's it. That's We're it. done. That's, That's the key to a successful marriage. <laughs> Sleep with your own dang blanket. <laughs> because that is the key. It just solves a lot of problems. <laughs> anyway. How long did it take for us to figure that one out? Um, actually, not, not very not, long. Not very long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so now... If you haven't, if you couldn't tell already, listening and, and watching today, me and my wife have pretty, pretty different personalities, <laughs> right? No, really. She, she laughs at my jokes and rolls her eyes because it makes me happy. That, that, that's my love language. <laughs> Make me happy, you know. And, and where was I going to go with that? I have no idea. So, being when it comes to the differences in mm. in a marriage, okay, so. Um, we were talking a little bit ago, and you, you mentioned, you know, you are not a day person. I'm, no, I'm a day person. I am not a morning person. There is a difference. There is a difference. <laughs> so so kind of give me an explanation of, of how it used to be compared to what it is now. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, let's see. Trip to Disneyland would end up in a huge fight because <laughs> I love Disneyland. I want to get up at 9 o'clock and get there by 10 or 11 and spend the day richard on the other hand is definitely a morning person he wants to be up at four o'clock in the morning and be in the parking garage at six because it opened the parking garage opens at seven and the park opens at eight so you can see where this would be a problem <laughs> so so if i if, if i'm naturally a morning guy Yes. So I wake up, I, I actually wake up naturally without an alarm clock at about 536 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and when we, when we first started out, I did not know that there was such thing as a non-morning person because <laughs> I would get up and have coffee with my dad at four o'clock in the morning because that's when he left for work, you know, because he was a construction, because he worked construction. So he was a morning guy and he was in the military. He had to get up early. Yes. That was very, you know, if you're on time, you're late. 15 minutes early is on time. You know, oh, if you're on time, you're late, you know, so that was kind of the, the stuff that happened in my life. So 
if I had to be at school at six o'clock, I'd be up at four to make sure I had a shower, get dressed and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I think one of our first arguments was, why aren't you out of bed? <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> it's 5.30 in the morning. I have to be to work at 8, and I work five minutes away. Yep. <laughs> Just being prepared, right? Is that? Yes. So so now, now 30 years later, how, how does that work? How does that work? Richard gets up and makes coffee. I lay all my stuff out the night before. I do make an effort to get up much earlier than I want to. And he doesn't complain when I sleep in the car on the way. That's right. And then we get to Disneyland and we have a great time and everybody's happy. So we both made adjustments. Um, and obviously it's not just Disneyland, but just overall. You know, he's not expecting me up and cheery at six o'clock in the morning. He's happy if I'm awake at six o'clock. So what other kind of adjustments have we had to make? Goodness. You're making me think. I'm making you think. You're making me think. You're, you're, you're on the mic, lady. The Let's go. The toothpaste. The toothpaste. The toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Things that to me are like, what do you do? <laughs> yes, no, it must be rolled from the bottom and squeezed from the bottom. That's right. For the toothpaste. I just squeeze it wherever as long as the toothpaste As long comes as the toothpaste out. comes out. Right. And now I have my own toothpaste tube. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Sorry. Thank you. I cut my hand. Sorry. <laughs> so now I have my own toothpaste tube. Yes. And when we put the toilet paper on the roll, I adjust it whenever you make a mistake and don't say a thing. Yes. Okay, so she just admitted that she makes mistakes. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> So we're actually going to, I'm going to close this down because I want to reread these verses real quick. So we're hitting time. Um, so I kind of want to know your opinion um, at, from from being my wife for the past 30 years is how do you put up with somebody that's so much opposite than you? You fill in the parts that that I need. Like, mm -hmm. a, like a puzzle piece. Like a puzzle piece. Look at that. I like filling in the parts. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> this is a family show, honey. No, it's not. Actually, I put explicit <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> wow. I did. It actually says explicit, just in case. Okay. So when we say a man, when when God said a man shall leave his father and mother, did we? Do you think we did that? Were, were, were we pretty separated from our parents when we got married? I think we were, and. I think part of that was we were stubborn and we were, we were going to do this on our own. Yeah. And I think our parents were also smart enough to say, you'll figure it out. It's okay. Things will get better. You know, when, yeah. when we did go to them. And our parents were, our parents were still young. Yeah. So they were still working. They were still both working. So we, it wasn't like they can come and, and babysit, and babysit or do, and do that so kind of we stuff. We had to figure it out. So we had to figure that out. And I think in, in the aspect of what the Bible says about leaving your father and mother, I think we truly did that. Yes. And, and not because we wanted to. I'll be honest with you. I was like, Mom, why aren't you helping me? <laughs> now, when my mom hears this, <laughs> she's going to be mad. But I actually, I actually thank my mom to this day mm -hmm. for staying out of our business because it actually helped us grow together. We had to really, truly learn to live together, 
trust each other and figure and, fig- it out. and figure out what together. life is all about and figure out <laughs> figure it out together. So doing that and then coming together as one flesh. Now I know it took time. How long do you think that took? Truly, it was probably about fifteen years. Fifteen years. So would you say that that's? I would say that's below average. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> you know, 15 years is a long time. And it's a long learning process. Yes. You know, because we're still doing stuff that I still do stuff. You're like, behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. Right. <laughs> but I think we still have things to learn about each other. I yeah. think we still are growing and changing. Um, but that's, that's the adventure. I love that. That is <laughs> like, the adventure. I don't want to know everything about you because then there's then nothing, there's nothing to else do. to do. There's always going to be little things. I like that. I like. I'm I'm big on the journey. Yes. I'm big on the adventure because, you know, w- when I met God, it became a big adventure for me. When I truly met Him. Yes. You know, when I truly said, "This is absolutely what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go after it, and nothing else matters," and then I had to tag my wife and, along with me. I know some of the stuff I've done in ministry. My wife wasn't was like, "What? I don't. That's not me." You know, I, I just want. I, I want to teach. <laughs> you know, my wife was like, "I want to teach," and I'm like, "I want to travel." <laughs> and so when me and my brother went traveling, you know, to do ministry, and now we're all over Southern California doing stuff, yes. and you're at home, <laughs> you know, again. It's not my fault. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you allowed me to do what yes, I needed to absolutely. do, and and I believe that. I allowed you to do what you needed to do, and because we coincide with each other and we communicate really, really well, I believe that we can actually still continue to grow. What do you think? Yes, I believe that. Yeah. So the adventure continues. I love it. So 30 more years as tag team champions. Woohoo! Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do this real quick. I'm going to read this last verse. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Are we there? I think we're there, and we're going to get even further. We're going to get even further. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think we lift each other up as best as we possibly can. I know, you know, I know we fight. I know we argue, and I know sometimes we don't agree, but we always figure out how to. Yes. And I think that's a big a big I thing there. That's the important so. part. <laughs> so, but, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. I have somebody to help me up. I try. <laughs> I'm a little heavy. I know it's difficult to help me up. <laughs> Do you have somebody to help you up? I hope I'm there for you. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. If two lie down together, they will keep warm. So, you know, I think, and, and I think I look at this verse as it's not just the warmth of heat in the bed, although that's nice. But it's comfort and security. Yeah, it's comfort and security. Yes. It's it's not just warmth, yes. you know, because we can you can light a fire for that. You can turn on your heater for that, and you can do that. But there's actually more of a security in, involved in that warmth. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this. Marriage is not simple. No. Marriage is not easy. No. And if you're doing marriage good, the enemy doesn't like it. Yep. 
You agree with that? Absolutely. So if the enemy doesn't like it, you want to have God involved in your marriage. What do you that's think? That's the only way to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that. I believe that's the only way truly to make it work. So what would you say about going over, now we're going over? Do you think going to church has helped our marriage? Just physically going to church every Sunday has helped our marriage? I think that has offered the support. Um, it gives us a chance to hear the word together and then discuss it afterwards. So in that sense, yes. But I think it's much more than that. I don't think just physically going to church um, has strengthened our marriage. I think those discussions afterwards okay. and getting into that together. Yeah. So, because I would, and the reason why I ask that is because people go, well, we go to church together, but that just going to church isn't going to help your marriage out. It's actually getting involved in your church as a couple, serve together, serve together, do those kinds of things together, work together, be a part of the ministry and actually make a decision together as a family to go to church every Sunday because it helps build not just your body at home. The body of Christ in your house, but it helps build the body of Christ outside the home. Absolutely, which gives you support inside your home. Mm-hmm. So there's that third chord again, right? So here's a good plug: go to church <laughs> <laughs> online or in person. Right now, our, our church, we go to Generations <laughs> Church, and and right now we have a new campus in the Hemet San Jacinto area, mm-hmm. and right now they're all online. So you can go to Facebook search for Generations Church him at San Jacinto and watch online. Um, you can go to generationschurch.tv, find out about all of our all of our stuff there for the, the church, campuses. all the campuses. You know, we, we are, the church is truly a movement to the world and uh, doing great stuff. We're about to go global. We're doing a big thing here in October coming up. So make sure to go to uh, generationschurch.tv and check that out. If you are a, uh, a parent and you need books for your kids, go to missbrandysbooks.com. <laughs> Okay, yes. MissBrandysBooks.com is, is Usborne Books. Usborne. Did I say that right? Usborne. Usborne Books, and you can get a, just a phenomenal amount of stuff. MissBrandysBooks.com. I'm going to plug my wife's website because not only is she a teacher, <laughs> but she is also an entrepreneur and runs her own business. Check that out, right? <laughs> I do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> And it's worldwide. <laughs> yes, that is true. It is. That's pretty we, awesome. we, we've reached, we, we have reached worldwide with the 100% Richer Podcast. So yes. thank you guys very much for listening, hanging out with us. Once again, this is my wife. And every time you hear me say, my wife, let me destroy my office, <laughs> you've actually got to see a little bit more of what it looks like now. And she, she, she understands that. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we're going to see you next week. Ride, ride on. on. Ride, ride on. on.